0: Hello, and welcome to the Illinois Realtors Weekly Podcast, keeping you up to date with all the latest news in the realtor world. I'm Jeremy, and I'm Kelly, and of course, we are currently in the middle of celebrating National Hispanic Heritage Month throughout the entire country, and especially here in Illinois. And as such, we have two amazing guests to talk to us here today. We are welcoming Illinois Realtors, uh, both of you, Illinois Realtors. Um, we first off welcoming Ruth Drusy Hernandez and Erica Viegas. Uh, Drusy is the 2024 president of the Chicago Association of Realtors, and Erica is the president-elect. So welcome to the podcast, Drucy. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much. It was such an honor and a thrill to be uh, here today, and thank you for asking.
0: Absolutely. And Erica, thank you as well. Yes. Thank
2: you for having it. I feel like we need to clap. Like, I want to clap. to right? <laughs> Look at
0: this. <laughs> <Today>. <laughs> Two people. Oh, by the way, a birthday person here, Drucy, recently celebrating a birthday at recording. Happy birthday.
1: Thank you. It was a great celebration day. Got to be on a scooter for the first time in my life. So Mm -hmm. happy birthday to me.
0: (laughs) Very, very good. And of course, also like a little behind the scenes of when we're recording this, but very recently um, inaugurated as well. So very much congratulations uh, and thank you for taking some time with us today. I think Kelly's going to kick us off with our first question here.
3: Yes, congratulations to both of you. So let's just um, jump right back or jump right into it. So both of you are very involved um, on the local level of the Realtor Association Association uh, but let's start out with you Jersey um will you kind of just tell us how you got involved in real estate and how um, you got involved with the Chicago Association of Realtors
1: Well thank you again for the opportunity to participate today um, I became involved with real estate it just kind of happened to me I definitely was on a different path and uh, needed a job became a receptionist for a real estate company left that to become a social worker. And when I found out uh, some years later that real estate would pay more, I decided to leave uh, social work and became uh, more of a real estate person. Uh, And that has been the path um, that I followed ever since. Now, some years ago, uh, I think it was 2004, when I met another agent. And she told me all about how uh, we needed to be more involved with the issues that are impacting our real estate market. And when she mentioned a couple of things, I had no idea what she was referring to. So she invited me to the government affairs meeting that was happening on a regular basis at CAR, the Chicago Association of Realtors. And I said, well, I better go. So I went and I my eyes were wide open to everything that was going on that impacts our real estate market, impacts our ability to make transactions happen. And it was quite an eye-opening experience in how we needed the engagement of the realtors to discuss these issues, represent the transactions we want to continue to see happening. We need to work with buyers and sellers at a level that will continue to have transactions happen. And that's how I became involved. It has been my passion ever since.
3: Yeah. I love hearing that. I always, um, love hearing everyone's kind of like aha moment of, yeah, you know, <laughs> everything connecting and, you know, uh, why you guys get involved in all that. So, um, and Erica, um, how about you please share your story of how you got involved with real estate and how you became involved with the Realtor Association. And, you know, what got you interested in leadership, the leadership role?
2: So, um, I got involved in real estate because actually my parents-in-law sold a building. Their property. And a friend of mine, just talking about the process, she said, Hey, you you know, have a great personality and have been doing a lot of volunteer work with a couple of nonprofits. So you know a ton of people. I think you would be great um, in, in real estate. And so at first I dismissed it as many times we do, right? Until you get that second tap. And so then... Um, Became a mom and I thought I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. And I realized very soon that it's not, that was not my path. Path. Um, and so I decided. I'm like, well, as I have a little baby at home, I'm going to take my classes so I can kind of get started and see if this might be the path uh, to to you know a career. Took my classes with uh, Mr. Frank Williams on the South Side of Chicago. Oh, that name! And again. so you know, <laughs> yes. And so as you can imagine, right? Like my eyes were opened, my mind was open to. Um, so many other things that you don't know a lot of the times, um, and so that sort of became my path. I worked part time for a couple of years until my little guy, which is now 19 years old, um, went to full time school, and that's kind of where my my career took off. And um, as someone that has is sort of passionate about giving back and community, and um, so, sort of social justice. Um, there was a law that um, came into to to be back in two thousand five, HB forty fifty, and that's when sort of I got. A taste of uh, policy, how policy works with or against housing. And so we formed a nonprofit with Frank Williams, with Sonia Naya, with Rafael Alvarado, Joe Castillo. And that's kind of where my interest sort of peaked a little bit more about getting involved and um, really learning that Uh, Real estate is so much more than just selling property, than just helping someone buy and sell, and that there are so many uh, paths and there are so many other things that we have to do behind the scenes to be able to help our clients achieve uh, their home ownership
0: goals. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is, those are some amazing stories, guys, of how you got in there. And I do love what you talked about there, uh, Erica, about, yes, it's a, it's always like more than just selling homes. You're selling not only like even dreams, but it's just like this calling. It's not so much a profession as a calling. Um, so um, I said up at the top, we we're in the midst of celebrating uh, National Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, uh, Drucy, what do you think is the most important uh, real estate issue or maybe issues uh, facing Hispanics and Latinos where you live and work? And um, do you think that there's any progress being made to address those issues right now?
1: I think that the most important issue that we're having is affordability for Hispanics to be able to buy. Um, It's also the fact that we don't have enough loan programs. Hispanics are getting turned down more uh, frequently than the other other groups of people. Um, And it is a, a very challenging environment that we're in uh our, our buyers need to understand that there are programs but they're also higher at, at a higher rate for them to purchase. So it is very hard to put them in the home they want um in the areas they want to live. So we need affordable uh programs that that, that will impact and 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 increase home ownership in the Hispanic community. Very, very important.
0: Here, here, here. Erica, you got anything you would like to add to that?
2: I mean, very similar to that. I think, um, me being a Mexican American, I see a lot of um, uh, opportunity for a lot of our clients that have an ITIN, and there is an opportunity for uh, institutions to be able to um, do more. Right, Create better loan programs for our families that have an I-10, that have been here in this country for many years, that are working, that are doing kind of everything right to that path of homeownership but the accessibility to ITIN loan programs still is something that needs to be explored more and uh, we need to have better services uh, within those loan programs.
0: Um, very good to identify <laughs> those problems and those solutions. Um, and now we work towards them uh, collectively together. Um, Erica, with uh, so many people in Chicago, uh, does it matter to you, your colleagues or like consumers, whether like the word Hispanic, Latino, Latina, Latinx is used? Like, How do you approach the subject when it comes to that kind of, um, I guess, descriptor?
2: Yeah. You know, I think I use all of them at different situations and different sort of, I think for, you know, uh, I mean, I have a podcast and it's called the Latinx Chronicles, right? So we actually (laughs) put an X on it because we wanted to be inclusive of our community um, that... um, That represents himself as Latino, but maybe men or women or uh, a trans, right? So we wanted to make sure that we were inclusive by using that Latinx or Latine with an E at the end. A lot of people are using that as well to sort of nine, bi- nine binary. Um, I normally use Hispanics. Um, I speak Spanish, right? And because of that, um, I use that. But I know that uh, Latino, Latino is very common, commonly used um, in, in our communities and in this country.
3: And so, Erica, um, our, our next, next subject we're going to jump into um, are the real estate issues of Hispanics. Latinos, uh, where you live different than resi- or residents of other heritages?
2: Um, it kind of depends, right? So, um, like Puerto Ricans, as Juicy is, might have a different set of issues than we do as Mexican Americans. Um, uh, so, one issue that I mentioned just briefly earlier is having an ITIN number, not having a social security number. And so, um, someone of uh, Mexican descent or that is an immigrant um, has a different process than Puerto Rican would, right, in this country. And so that is definitely one issue that we have. We do have, um, specifically for for Mexicans, we've been in this country a lot longer than maybe some of the other um, Latino community members. Um, as, as you all know, there's an influx of immigrants from Venezuela, from Colombia, from Nicaragua, Guatemala. So definitely there are some nuances within our different communities and the length of time you've been in this country does have an effect on um, you know housing issues specifically since we're talking kind of about that.
0: Uh, let's take a different twist uh, on that question a little bit as she, as Erica there was talking about um, kind of residents and people looking to buy homes. What about the Hispanic and Latino realtors though um, in the area? Are there issues there uh, different from other realtors of other different heritages?
1: Good question. Um, I would say that number one, the Latino community in Chicago—we're a family. Um, everybody celebrates each other. Everybody, everybody really gets together. Uh, in a, I think as Latinos, we are just warm people and warm-hearted. It doesn't matter where you come, where you come from, we still want to celebrate each other. Um, so it is very important that as realtors, we continue to be uh, one voice. Um, I see that there are certain issues we have. Discrimination is still prevalent in Chicago, no matter what. Um, right now with um, all the issues that are going on with immigration, there, I- there are issues also um, in respect of the perspective of other groups. Um, we are celebrating each other this month and we do it in a very warm hearted way. But we are also um being challenged by a culture that is not always so welcoming and um, not so easy to open their hearts or their doors or their pocketbooks where where the community needs it. Um, I think our leadership has always been very restrictive when it comes to the Latino community, but we're making inroads while I am the fourth Latina as president of the association. Um and Erica will be next. I'm you also are, the you're third, the third Drucy. You're the third Latina. The third Latina woman. Yes. The fourth Latina. And I'm, but I'm the third Latina woman. I'm also the first Puerto Rican woman. But look at yeah. uh, look at the leadership we have at the association level where um there is a voice to be heard by the Latino community in these in the in that arena. Um, and I think um with with this strong leadership of strong women who are here to uh celebrate, but to be heard and to speak on behalf of I think it's really impo- an important voice to have.
3: Yeah, and to kind of continue that uh, conversation. Drusi, does National Hispanic uh, Heritage Month mean something different to you today than it did 10 years ago, whether it's in terms of, you know, pride, culture, uh, quality, recognition, or, you know, anything else that you can, you know, think
1: of? I would say that 10 years ago, I wasn't so engaged in the real estate aspect of that celebration. Uh always celebrated it. Um, this month It has been in the culture That I have been in However More so in this space Of the real estate community Has that been It has been more celebrated uh, More in a, a wider spectrum um, And I love it We have so much pride We have so much to celebrate with each other We have so much to share with each other um, Other than food But it's also ideas It's our spirit is our effort, is our willingness to work together as real estate uh, practitioners. And I think right now, there is just an effort in our community to uh, be more together and and, and respect that back, those back, different backgrounds, um, but still being able to say, I am Latino, I'm Hispanic, and I am proud of it. And uh, it's important to continue that celebration.
3: And Erica, what do you want non-Hispanics to get from National His- Hispanic Heritage Month? Is it a better understanding, greater respect?
2: I mean, I think that um, that we are, you know, part of this greater melting pot community, not only in Chicago, but in the country, right? And that um, many um, areas have shifted and have grown and the, the, the Latino population has grown dramatically all over the country and, and also here in the entire state. And so that, um, we all want the same for our families, right? We all want, um, to own a home. We all want to, um, have our children have, uh, access to great schools. Um, and so, um, I think that if we see ourselves, um, is a reflection of whoever you are, right? If you are black, brown, um, any color, white, um, that uh, we all want the same for our families. We all want to succeed. We all want to um, live in safe communities. And so I think that if we would sometimes just take that moment to get to know our neighbors, get to know our, 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 the other kids at school, right? The other families at school, um, that we're all really much, very much alike. And we all pretty much want the same, um, for our communities and for our families. And so, um, get to know us if you haven't yet, because we're not going anywhere, right? We are going to be the largest minority in this country very soon. And so, um, I think most people love our food, love our music, love our culture, love our country, uh, our countries all over Latin America. Um, And so, um, you know, ask your neighbor, how do they celebrate, right? Um, Because we also don't want people celebrating with a sombrero and margaritas. There's so much more to our culture than uh, some of the things that sometimes we see that makes us Latinos cringe sometimes. Like, that's not about, (laughs) that's not real culture. Let me show you what real culture is.
1: I just think that we need to remember to celebrate each other. And um, I always want to encourage anyone who is not familiar to get familiar. Um, A lot of people associate Hispanic with only one aspect of uh, Latin America, usually Mexico, but there's so many other countries. There are so many other cultures. Uh, We might all speak the same language, But we all have differences and I would love to introduce anyone, anyone that I meet to open their eyes and and open their ears and open their taste buds to other other so many other experiences that they could have. So that's what I encourage anyone to do
0: as the people once said, it is our diversity that makes us strong. And uh, I absolutely love the strength of the Chicago Association of Realtors right now. Thank you guys so, so much for being on the latest episode here. Um, Erica, thank you. Erica Joya, thank you for joining us today.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much for making the opportunity, giving us the opportunity to be here and share a little bit of, of what we do and who we are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And of course, Drusi Hernandez, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much. I love this opportunity. Um, I really respect the work that you guys are doing and I enjoy being a part of it. Well, thank that, you for the that feeling
0: is very, very mutual. Um, so thank you. And of course, thank you all of our listeners for joining us on the latest episode of Illinois Realtors Weekly. As always, give us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice.
3: And if you want any more content, simply search for Illinois Realtors on your favorite social media app. We'll see you next week.